When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DNVR25. And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first-time customer, DNVR25 will get you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com. What is up, guys? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wynn and Brendan Vogt here recording on a Thursday afternoon. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up to win some money with DraftKings. And uh little teaser, I'll be giving out another pick of the week today. Uh, we got two in this week. They've been money as usual, so... I will give a pick of the week later in today's show, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, we got a jam-packed show again uh, Thursday. We got some Nuggets news, some Grand Rapids gold news that Brendan and I are going to talk about and discuss and analyze. And then I'm going to give you five lineups that I'm really excited to see next season, uh, one through five, and we'll kind of talk about those as well. Uh, like I said, joined by Brendan again today, just me and him, the two-man game while Adam and Eric are still out. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? You sick of me yet? No, man. Never sick of you. Never nice. sick of you. It's always good. For, you know, we got to get, we got to work on our chemistry. Like Jamal Murray's hurt. So we got to work on our two-man game here. Yeah. Denver needs it. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get going. The one big piece of Nuggets news that dropped before we recorded or started recording today, the Grand Rapids Gold have a new coach. It's Jason Terry. Yeah. The Jet. The Jet. Jason Terry, of course, an NBA champion with Dallas. He played, I think, almost 20 years, 19 years in the NBA. A great shooter, just a, a longtime NBA player. He was coaching recently at Arizona. Jason Terry with the Grand Rapids Gold. What was your first reaction to this one? I didn't, I hadn't seen any rumors or anything connected. So I was a little surprised. I do remember reading that he was at one point a candidate for a Dallas gig, but I was, mm. I was surprised by this. Um, it's exciting, man. I like, I don't know anything necessarily about how Jason Terry is going to coach, but I know he's a guy that's played in the league, been around the league for a long time in theory should command the respect of some of the younger players. And then I think the, the last time he played was like 2018 with Milwaukee. I want to say something like that, but mm-hmm. back check me on that. But if, if that's the case, I mean, he, he played such a long time. He saw the NBA change when he was on the floor for when, you know, some of the, the newer principles of basketball and offense were really implemented. So, you know, as far as a coach that used to play trying to, you know, connect with the current generation and coach them through the modern game, like this is a guy who should have a great perspective on it all. So it's exciting if nothing else. 
For sure. No, you, you bring up a lot of good points there. Jason Terry's playing career, I'll run it down right here, started in the NBA with the Atlanta Hawks in 1999, spent eight years with Dallas. That's really where he was most well-known with the Mavericks. That's where he won a championship alongside Dirk. Uh, Boston, Brooklyn, Houston, Milwaukee bounced around at the very end of his career. Um, but I think you're right. You're on the right track in saying, okay, this is a guy who just played in the league, who kind of knows how the game changed from the late 90s to the early 2000s to 2018, which was his last year in the league with the Milwaukee Bucks. He knows how the game is played. He knows, especially from a guard's perspective, what you need to do to carve out a long uh, NBA career, uh, what you need to do on the court to be effective, the things you need to be working on, how you can get shots in today's NBA as a guard. And I don't think it's a coincidence. In fact, I know it's not that the Nuggets are going to have two guards who, you know, are going to spend time with the Nuggets, but also time in the G League in Bones Highland, their first round mm. pick in Marcus Howard. Um, who are really young, who are really inexperienced, and who could benefit a lot from having a guy like Jason Terry show him the ropes of the league. And, you know, I was told over the last like couple hours this morning that that was definitely a factor in, in choosing Jason Terry as the coach for this team, a guy who can really teach Bones Highland and Marcus Howard, you know, what it's like to be a guard, maybe even a little bit of an undersized guard in mm -hmm. the league. So, I think it's a really exciting hire from that perspective. Honest question. Do you think, cause I forget how old I am sometimes. So yeah, Bones is, I like to forget. Yeah. Yeah. I try to forget. So Bones is, is he 21 or 20? Can't remember off the top of my he's head. He's 20. He's about to turn 21. I believe he turns 21 in September. So does Bones, does Bones have, like, does he know about Jason Terry? Like, is he excited to be coached by Jason Terry? It wasn't that long ago. I know he's played for a long time, but just like, as you know, to me, I'm like, okay, this is an NBA champion, but does a younger guy, does he get excited the same way? I, I think Bones Highland is going to know who Jason Terry was and is. Um, it, it's funny. I asked Bones Highland about Kenyon Martin during summer league and just, uh, you know, what it was like to be coached by Kenny Martin, a guy who played in the league. And he said he remembers watching Kenyon Martin, you know, huh. wa watching Kmart play with the Nuggets. So if he has um, a, a recollection of what Kenyon Martin was like as a player, he's pretty well versed, I think, of, sure. you know, just what NBA basketball has been like and who's come in and out of it for the last couple of decades. So, yeah, I think he's going to know who Jason Terry was. And also, you know, Jason Terry, just he's the Jet. Um, you know, he, he's kind of a guy that his, um, maybe his like image and his rep goes beyond even who he was a, as a player. Right. So That's I think he's going to know who Jet Terry was. Cool. I, I assume so too. I just stopped myself this morning. I'm like, man, that was 10 years ago. He yeah. was a child. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's exciting, man. I'm, there's a lot of reason to be in on this on this gold season i mean just first of all that there is a g league team check that's great mm -hmm. but bones jason terry little marcus howard action i mean they're going to be worth tuning into and and hopefully making a trip at some point yeah i know when i am gonna propose the uh january or february grand rapids trip to my fiance i don't think that's gonna go over well yeah like do you want to go to grand rapids in the middle of winter I mean, probably not going to go over well, but I'm right. up for the trip if you're up for it. I'll, I'll go with you, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, the G League team should be really exciting, like you were saying. Bones Highland, Marcus Howard, who it's funny. Like Marcus Howard was an undrafted rookie last season who just gets put onto this contending team who's yet to play a single G League minute Crazy, based on the circumstances of how last season went when there was really no G league, except for expedited bubble that the nuggets didn't have any of their guys participate in. So just getting him minutes in the G league, mm -hmm. I think is going to be huge. He came off the bench after not even playing at all last season and held his own in the playoffs. I thought all things considered. So getting him G league experience is going to be huge. It's funny. 
Summer League wasn't an environment for Zeke Naji. The G League should be a little bit better of an environment for him, but still the G League is still really guard-oriented, really ball handler dominant bigs unless you're like a lob catching rolling big don't typically do that well so maybe he'll spend a little time there um but he'll probably be on the nba roster definitely more than bones highland and marcus howard i think am i forgetting anyone is there anyone else that could be on the g league team or spend time there i don't think so right i don't think so yeah i am interested to see how they fill out that roster for sure but yeah, there's plenty of reason to look. Man, Marcus Howard is um he could tear it up in the G League, dude. He, he could he could really fill it up. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for somebody that could lead the G League in scoring, Marcus Howard, I feel like would be a decent option there. Yep. Yeah. Vlatko is probably over the G League at this point. He's Has probably be, I would think. Yeah. Not not much else he can show down there or or would be able to show i'd say but yeah everybody that the nuggets put on the g league team we're gonna obviously look into on this show and um, i'm excited because the nuggets having the g league as kind of a toy for the first time ever i've got to think everybody that they put down there or most of the people that they put down there you know are, are gonna be guys that they're you know there, there's something about this guy that we like we don't we don't think all these guys are gonna be nba players we don't think all these guys are potentially two-way players, but there's something about every guy that they're going to put on that team that, you know, they're just a little interested in that, that, that piques their intrigue a little. So hmm. really excited for that. I wonder if any of those uh, summer league, other standouts garner interest or, or if they would be more interested in, in just playing overseas or what have you, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it shakes out. Is there anybody on that summer league team you're thinking of? I mean, Reed and Agata like look, like intriguing players yeah but i don't know how in, like if i don't really know it, like where they're at in, in their careers with like taking two ways versus maybe trying to play professionally elsewhere but um yeah. i mean those are the two guys i think of yeah devon reed had a good summer league caleb agata had some flashes xylan Cheatham is just like a classic guy i think you just want on your g league team sure, sure. because he doesn't necessarily need shots and he's just going to rack up a bunch of kind of garbage buckets and mm. rebounds and play hard for you and bring energy. He's a guy that I feel like any G League team would want. If you can't beat him, cheat him, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see for sure. All right. By now, you know all about Breckenridge Brewery. If you're familiar with the program, you got to be familiar with the official beer of DNVR. Go a little more specific, though. We've told you all about that Mile High City Copper Lager. You've seen us drinking that in the winners' lounges, the losers' lounges, all the lounges in between. It's that shiny blue can, Nuggets logo, can't miss it. But if you're not sure where to go looking, that's what the Breck Beer Locator is for. Punch that into your search bar. You'll find one of my favorite tools, the Breck Beer Locator. You tell them where you live, what you're looking for. It tells you where to go real easy real simple you can also just check out your local grocery stores like king supers or wherever else people do their grocery shopping the farmhouse is open socially distanced beautifully set up for outdoor dining you can also still order curbside pickup from the farmhouse from 12 to 8 p.m to do that you call 303-803-1380 12 to 8 p.m for pickup make sure you use code dnvr to save five dollars but guys make sure you check out that mile high city copper lager it's the good stuff and uh, Manscaped Harrison, it's our favorite company. They send us these, these sweet boxes, and it's full. It's filled with with underwear, with ball deodorant, with with ball trimmers, with nose trimmers. It's wonderful. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, the fourth generation trimmer, features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That's trademarked, by the way. Sounds like a bunch of BS, but it's not. I've used it. It's really hard to cut yourself. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 4,000K LED spotlight. You turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com for a clean Trinity and beyond your space balls. will thank you. All right. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wade and Brendan Vogt presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up and download 
DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm looking at um, this article on ESPN Vote, NBA offseason survey. Execs, scouts on the biggest deals, best players, and 2022 title favorites. Nothing I love more than when an anonymous scout just gets a quote. Like, nothing yes. I love more. The scouts love it more. They lo- they yeah. just they they know how hard they can go and i think they take i think they take great joy in seeing their nameless slander float across the interwebs who do you think can be considered a scout can you or i be considered a scout probably not probably not but that's a great question like how like low can I, you go to consider I, somebody a scout if i was like trying to misdirect on my source i would just say scout every time and no one could ever call me out on that like I, I watch basketball. I, I think I scout players. I could be a scout. Is it a team scout? Just a scout? Just a guy they met at a high school gym? Has a lot of thoughts. An NBA scout. I, I just bring this up because a lot of people were talking about this this morning uh, because of just one of these um, surveys, one of the results from these surveys. And uh, the result that, I, of course, I'm talking about is who is the best player in the NBA right now? Mm. and um the results of this survey there's 10 total people that were polled five chose Giannis. five chose kevin durant and zero chose lebron james which lebron james has apparently seen as very offensive he's very offended by this nah were there a lot of hashtags did he use the words washed king harrison I think I've seen that floating around. Did you know that there was actually a blog post written on Yahoo Sports that really just researched the origins of Wash King? And the results that that came back with is nobody actually ever called him Wash King. Nope. Nope. Self, self-proclaimed title. That's worse than giving yourself a nickname. Like, it, it's so true, dude. Wash King. No one, literally no one said that. Not one yeah. person. He yeah. saw the 30 for 30, uh, the last dance, and just said a word. Bet. That's what I'm missing. I haven't ma- manufactured enough hype out of nowhere yet. But it's yeah. just every – look, I love LeBron as much as anyone. I really do. At Maybe not at this stage in his career. At my peak appreciation for him, favorite athlete of all time. But mm. everything he does is contrived. <laughs> everything he does. And it's – just so hard not to roll your eyes at it at this point yeah let's get into the top five lineups i'm looking forward to watching next season and number one i'm gonna start off with a really boring one but it's just the nuggets projected opening night starting lineup monte morris will barton michael porter jr aaron gordon nicole Jokic. and the biggest question i have about this starting lineup is look we saw what that starting five did when jamal murray was in there for that what eight game run at the end of the last regular season, 127 offensive rating, 108.7 defensive rating, 18.5 net rating. They were incredible. That that was arguably the best lineup in the NBA. The Nuggets absolutely dominated with those five on the floor. Now that you slide Monte in there, I'm very excited to see how close can that five come to replicating what that lineup did with Murray. And, you know, just for record's sake, that lineup with Monte and the starters did play 55 minutes last year, which was about half as much as that lineup with Murray played. That lineup with Murray was in like the 110 or 120 minute range. So about half with Monte and the starters, not nearly as good. 129.8 offensive rating, 133 defensive rating, negative 3.2 net rating. Obviously, all those minutes came post-trade deadline when Aaron Gordon was here, but you got pretty different results when you subbed in Monte Morris for Jamal Murray. So I guess, Vote, how how close do you think Monte can bring that five to um, to equating what they were with Jamal Murray last season? Yeah, I don't think they'll get to that level, man. I mean, just the, the, the fear alone that Murray inspires in, in a defensive game plan you know, it's not quite the same thing defensively Murray, like, look, he can, he can, guys can blow right by him, but sometimes when switched on to bigger guys, like he doesn't get enough credit for how good of a physical defender he can be. And I, 
I was always fascinated. Like they did a little bit of experimenting with switching uh, after that trade. And they were trying some things defensively that we haven't seen them try that I don't think you can necessarily do with Monte. So mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor, just in terms of the, the like the dynamic sort of elements, like there's a drop off. But I am curious to see what Monte can do with a full season with that group. I do trust him to figure out how to facilitate um, three guys at least that do inspire some fear into a defense and to be a low mistake player in the meantime. So I trust that lineup. It won't, it won't be as dynamic, as scary as the Murray lineup though. Even, even when clicking on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, for sure. Um, Offensively. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be at that level, although they'll still be very good. They'll still be very, very good offensively with Monte and the starters. I mean, they did have a, a, 129.8 129.8 offensive rating in those limited minutes. So even better than the starters in Murray. Right. Yeah, um, even that was in less minutes, you know, less of a sample, et cetera. But that lineup will be very good offensively. Defensively is interesting, like you were saying, because you don't think about Jamal Murray as this amazing defensive player. But this is what I was trying to tell people during the Phoenix series. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, like, if you add Jamal Murray in there, they're not going to be able to stop Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Like Murray defensively wasn't going to make a difference. But what people don't get is that your offense can be your defense. If you're scoring every time down the floor or, or almost every time down the floor, which the Nuggets might have been able to do against the Suns with right. Jamal Murray, I firmly believe that, that's going to change how good you are on defense. That's going to tire out Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Phoenix's guards. That's going to force you know Chris Paul to be maybe a little more urgent on the offensive end of the floor and kind of maybe not run the same things they were running. Just when you put more pressure on a defense with your offense, that's mm-hmm. just going to change the game and you know change how a team is going to attack you on the other end of the floor. So um, I definitely feel like Jamal Murray would have helped in the playoffs and – I, I agree defensively, you know, maybe this group isn't going to be as good um, with Monte in there. But I probably undersold the offense. I mean, as you said, an even higher offensive rating, albeit in a, in a smaller sample size. But what I was thinking of was the playoffs. And that's not the same thing as 82 games in which you can, like I expect Porter to be a dynamic player again, uh, if a better player than last season. Um it's, it's not quite the same thing as like, okay, they need Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic to make some magic happen against some of the best defenses in the league playing at their very hardest across 82 games. Can, can Monte get that group, you know, across a threshold of this team is really scary offensively. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Monte Morris as a starter is also something that deserves uh, some discussion about. So, if you look at what he did in the playoffs, uh, he started 10 playoff games. Um, oh, well, well, he played, you know, in the playoffs a lot more considering Jamal Murray was not in there. 13.7 points, 5.5 assists per game. So, I mean, you look at that and you say, okay, that's what he did as a starter in like 28.6 minutes per game. Maybe he can do a little bit more than that in a regular season environment where the defense isn't as good. Um, and, you know, those are solid numbers for a backup who's being thrust into starting point guard duty. So I expect Monte Morris to start a point guard on opening night. I think he can handle the position fine. Um, he obviously doesn't give the Nuggets a ceiling that, that Denver had with Jamal Murray, but He's, he's a fine option. He, he's a very solid option that I feel like Nuggets fans should feel, you know, we're fine with this guy here. Yeah, look, Monte and Jokic, like that's good enough in the regular season, right? I mean, you, you fill it in obviously with those three guys, but like Monte playing alongside Jokic has always worked well. Um, and this is, again, it's a, especially when surrounded by four, I guess I should say three highly competent players offensively. Mm-hmm. Um He's just a low mistake guy. So yeah, the, the offense should be fine. The offense should be fine. I think the defense, we might see a slight drop off, but yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray's become a much better defender too. 
over these last couple of years. He's put on strength. He's added weight. He's just paid a lot more attention, I think, to the defensive end of the floor than he did his first couple of years in the league. I mean, that's just the the natural progression of a player. So, yeah, that could take a bit of a slip there. But I think that's going to be the Nuggets opening night starting lineup. I think it's going to be a very good lineup. I think it will be in the positives, um, even though it was in the negatives in 50 minutes last year. But I think it will be in the positives. I think it will be a fine starting lineup. And until Jamal gets back, I feel like that's the five Denver will open games with. Oh, I, I mean, I would be shocked if it were if it were different. I, I again, huge Faku guy, and I in the playoffs, I kind of like reacted to all the hand wringing over the rotation decisions. Like, look, they started Faku, they won those games, they won a series in six. You know, they weren't even close against Phoenix. Monte wasn't playing well in those first two games, so I argued that yeah. Faku should start then. But that's. They've had an offseason to get healthy, get right. And I think going into a fresh season, looking at 82 games, it makes far more sense for it to be Monte. And I'd be I'd be shocked if it weren't. Yeah, I agree too. All right, let's move on here. The next lineup I'm looking forward to seeing. And I know we just talked about Bones Highland being in the G League, but I threw him into one of these lineups here because I bet he will you know, get a little bit of run every now and then with the Nuggets. Bones Highland, Will Barton, Michael Porter, Jeff Green and Nikola Jokic. So Highland, Barton, Porter, Green, Jokic. Hmm. This lineup would absolutely cook offensively, I feel hmm. like. Uh, you've got five guys on the floor who can shoot the ball. You've got two ball handlers in Highland and Barton who can run pick and roll, who are also really good passers. You've got Nikola Jokic on the floor, and you've got Porter flanked by Jeff Green, who I feel like we've kind of undersold the impact that Jeff green might make next season, but this lineup, I feel like could post, you know, 140 offensive rating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now a lot of that would be contingent on bones readiness. Sure. So I, I follow that up with, do you think there's any chance we see that lineup at any point? Yeah. I mean, we, we could see it for a couple games here and there. Look, I think initially what's going to happen this coming season, bones Highland will start, the season with the nuggets because the G league season doesn't start usually, although I haven't seen a G league season schedule. I don't know for sure when it starts, Um, but it starts usually a couple weeks after the NBA season tips off. So he'll start the season in Denver, but then I bet when the G league season starts, he'll go down to the G league, you know, be coached by Jason Terry, get a lot of run, be in a situation where he can be afforded the opportunity to make mistakes and really learn the game. But I bet he'll be called up at during time at different times during the season. If there's an injury, if the Nuggets just need some life in- injected into them, if they need their spirit raised, I think you can really look at a guy like Bones and be like, "We just need this guy in our locker room. We need this right. guy on our bench. He lifts our spirit." So, I think he'll get a couple opportunities here and there. Um, but yeah, if he's on the court, I would love to see him with a lineup where. You know, he's playing one of the guard spots, obviously, but he doesn't always have to be the point guard. He can get off the ball a little bit right. and be like a spot right. up shooter and run some second side stuff. Also just love the idea of him and Thrill, uh, he and Thrill playing together at this point. Just fun. Yeah. I mean, they the, seem to the have the Hooper that backcourt. That's right. The Hooper backcourt. A couple of slithery, thin frames. Be fun, yeah. man. Be fun to watch. Follow uh, another question I have. Is it, so it's MPJ at the three and Jeff Green at the four in this lineup? Sure, yeah. I do wonder, like, you know, statistically, Porter looked much better playing the four, was a better rebounder from that position. So I, I wonder how much you can get away with with Jeff Green at the three, if need be. But I don't know. At this point, it looks like Porter's going to play a lot of three regardless. So Yeah, it is funny how he looks so good at the four. You know, but yet it's clear that based on how the Nuggets have designed their roster, he's going to play the most minutes or most of his minutes at the three. He's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We're very excited to introduce our listener base to Kurt Brownler. Uh, You've seen him on Bob's Burgers, Black Monday on Showtime. Of course, the Oscar winning film, The Big Sick. Great film. So you can imagine he's one hilarious dude. Kurt is filming a stand-up comedy television special at the Gothic Theater on Sunday, August 29th. Coming up here about 10 days. 10 days exactly, actually. There are two shows that night, and tickets are on sale now for only $12.75. 
cents. That's a great deal. World's waking back up again. We're all looking for excuses to get out, things to do. If you haven't been to the Gothic, you haven't experienced Colorado to the fullest. Kurt Browneler is a comedian who once hired a skywriter to write, how do I land in the sky above LA? He hosts a strange news podcast, Bananas, as well as the longtime running variety show, Hot Tub with Kurt and Kristen. Check him out Sunday, August 29th at thegothitheater.com slash events. And the show is under calendar. Buy your tickets now. Once again, that's gothitheater.com slash events. And the Kurt Browneler show is under the calendar page. Enjoy the laughs, friends. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I don't know if you've heard, Harrison, but the college football season is right around the corner. Mm. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action. If you listen every day, you could probably do this read alongside me at this point. Guess what? You get $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. That was not a typo. I did not make a mistake. You do not have to win your (laughs) bet. You just have to place your bet. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to receive those $200 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR to get your $200 in free bets instantly once you bet $1 on any college football game for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And finally, my friends at Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is the CBD-infused coffee. It's my favorite way to get my caffeine in the morning because, look, as you all know, if you have one too many cups of coffee, you start to get those jitters. You start to feel that anxiety. That's where the CBD comes in. It helps with anxiety, IBS, all types of different symptoms. And, of course, it takes that kick, that edge off your coffee. You can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25. But listen, here's the veteran move. You got to sign up for their subscription service, punch that code in. You're going to get 20% off your CBD infused coffee every time, every shipment. And you can choose when those shipments come every two, four, six, eight weeks. What dosage, what flavor. Again, if you're a first time listener, Strava is now offering 25% off. Just use code DNVR25 at checkout. Strava Craft Coffee, it'll leave you honking like a goose. I'm going to throw out a DraftKings pick of the week here. Uh, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up. They've already got the lines up for opening night next season. And actually, the this first couple games, um, or the first couple days of next season, they've got Nuggets Suns opening lines. They got the Nuggets as five-and-a-half-point underdogs in Phoenix on uh, the second night of the regular season. But I'm going to go to the first night of the regular season. My DraftKings pick of the week is going to be the Nets over the Bucks. It's the first game of the year, opening night, ring night in mm. Milwaukee. We usually know how that goes for the team receiving those rings. So I'm going the Nets, which they're actually a pick them right now. Um, even in even line, you can just pick whatever team, same odds. So I'm going the Nets over the Bucks opening night for this DraftKings pick of the week. I'm marking it down right now. Mark it down, baby. Mark it down. All right, let's move along here. And I like how you were just asking about Michael Porter at the four, because actually in this next lineup that I'm debuting here, he is playing the four. Monte Morris, Will Barton, PJ Dozier, Michael Mm. Porter Jr., and Nikola Jokic. Could this be a potential closing five? A potential closing five. Monte Morris, Will Barton, PJ Dozier, Michael Porter, Nikola Jokic. What do you think, Vote? Yeah, I mean, look, PJ Dozier, I've always viewed as a big question mark, a total wild card. That lineup works if you like him playing up at the three, if you trust him to settle in to a, a limited and responsible sort of role offensively. And I still have those questions with PJ. I think there's been a little bit of putting the cart in front of the horse with him at times. But I also see the flashes. I get why. He's the best perimeter defender on this team, I think, um, or at least one of them, as I, as I just sort of think of the roster off the top of my head right now. But finding ways to get him in there is important. Um, I think you want to see if you can what you can get out of him, if he can improve. But I, I do still have some hesitations and doubts with PJ. I do. Yeah. The PJ situation is fascinating because – 
I'm with you. I think he can be a really high level role player. I think you can talk yourself into him eventually being a starter, but you know, like he's actually got to do it for half of a season. Maybe like we're not asking for much here. And, um, I, I wonder if it's a thing where, you know, a couple years from now, we're still going to be like, PJ Dozier, you know, he could be that guy. Like, I've, I've heard Jared Vanderbilt's developing some touch around the rim. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, there's a little bit of that, I think, with PJ. But, you know, like, I don't know if any other team, for example, our fan base looks at PJ the way Denver does. What Definitely be? not. Yeah, so <laughs> there's that. Not. But a lot of that is like a by default thing, right? I mean, the supply and demand. They need perimeter defenders. They need someone to play backup small forward. And by default, PJ's a, a strong candidate in, in both regards. Yeah. But why, yeah, why we get excited about PJ is so obvious because I mean, he's six, six, he's a good defender. He can play pick and roll. The shot is still a huge question mark. He was really hot to begin the year and then really fell off from three point range last season, I believe. So He's got a lot of things about his game that are still question marks, but I mean, the bottom line is he's a six, six guy who can handle right. And who seems like he can be a really good fit on this team. So that's why I still am a huge fan of him. And, you know, if you're looking at your classic sixth man, who's going to be your, your sixth man, if you want to put a label on somebody for that this season, it's PJ Dozier. I think he's the clear six man, a guy who can, be your first sub off the bench, play multiple positions. Like, I think that's mm. most likely going to be the Nuggets first sub of the game, either PJ Dozier for Will Barton or Monte Morris. The other guy who that could be is Jeff green, you know, for Jamichael green, but PJ Dozier is going to get a lot of run this season. And if you're looking for defenders in, in that closing lineup per se, he, he's one of your best, if not your best, so if I know Michael Malone, I've got to think he's a guy that is going to get out there because of his defense alone. Sure. It's just, if that's a closing lineup, it comes at the expense of Aaron Gordon, right? Who's another one yeah. of your stronger defenders. So Dozier just has to make that, that worth it offensively. The upside though, of that lineup, like what's intriguing to me is just three ball handlers, right? Three mm-hmm. different guys that Jokic can look at in different spots on the floor and say, all right, pick and roll DHO. We, we can keep something like the ball doesn't have to stop here, right? We can keep moving, keep flowing until we find an opening. Um, you know, like obviously the example we always use is Torrey Craig back in the days when he was starting. Sometimes Jokic would look at him, pick the ball up and just turn around and go the other way. <laughs> I'm going to pass right. to someone else. Um, but I, you know, look with Dozier, that's Dozier Monte thrill. That's three ball handlers. So that's exciting. And then of course, a, a really enticing finisher in MPJ. So I, I get your intrigue with that lineup. It's not the greatest spacing, I don't think. Um, mm. Like for Porter at the four, obviously gives you a lot of spacing. Yoke at the five, of course. Dozier, not regarded as a shooter. You can really sag off him if you're a defense. Monte, I, I mean, I think you're you're fine if you're a defense and Monte Morris is beating you from three. Will Barton, I, I still think he's a guy that teams guard, definitely. Um, but but not like pristine spacing when you've got Dozier in there at the three spot. Sure, sure. He's going to have to – I mean, he could even hit a bunch of wide open threes, and I think teams will still say, like, all right, well, we'll make him do that again. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to these last two here. This one is without Nikola Jokic, a lineup without Nikola Jokic. Blasphemy. <laughs> uh, P.J. Dozier, Will Barton, Michael Porter – Aaron Gordon and Jeff green. So I've got green playing the five in this scenario. He played a lot of five for the Brooklyn nets last season. He was pretty good in that small ball approach. And it's really been like his almost natural position, the four or five over these last several years, um, Aaron Gordon in there, Porter Barton and Dozier. So you've got really good defense, uh, kind of flanking Porter this is a really switchable lineup. Also, I think you've got five guys who can switch everything with this group. Dozier, Barton, Porter, Gordon green. It's also probably the best lineup you're going to get. If you're looking for a long boys lineup. Right. Right. Um, So this one's intriguing for me. Yeah. You sacrifice the size at the five, but there's, 
to call it a small ball lineup is almost erroneous, right? Because there's plenty of size one through five or at least one through four. So, and, and should be enough spacing. And then quick question, who's, who's the primary ball handler in that group? I think it would probably be split between, you know, Dozier and Barton. Yeah. A lot of interchangeability there. Sure. But that, yeah, defensively, that's, in, that's, I think one of the more interesting lineups for, for yeah. the reason you just said, we, we don't see almost any of that from Denver. Uh, part of that is because it, it's never been playing to their strengths. So I was, I was excited to see that post trade deadline last year. And that would be the source of intrigue from this lineup for me. There's some of the things you can do defensively, some of that versatility. And then look, if you aren't going to have a, a backup five, you need to be confident in some small ball looks, right. To survive some of those stretches. I I really like Jeff, the Jeff green pickup for that reason between yeah. him and Jermichael green. I think Denver's going to have some opportunities to just say, look, how many centers can stay on the floor anyway in an important game? If this lineup can shoot well enough, if there's enough average aggregate size one through four, then we can survive that. So it's another yeah. good one, man. Yeah. I Denver think- doesn't oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I would just say if I had to pick, I'm sure you split it. If I had to pick, it's it's thrill bringing the ball up more often than PJ in that lineup, but yeah. it's kind of neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Denver doesn't have that traditional backup five on their roster. I think they're confident with Jamichael Green and Jeff Green there. I'm fine with it, too. I'm very glad the Nuggets did not spend money on a backup five because – that's about the stupidest thing you can do if you're running an NBA team. Devote oh. big, big money to a I've, big, especially a big that's a backup five. I've got Mark Bartlestein and Mason Plumley on line one. Um, Mark Bartlestein, man, just Mister Consistency every time. Legend. But I think you're right, especially if Malone's not going to play them. Question mark. <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, but like. If the Nuggets had gone out and tried to get Nerlens Noel, that would have been uh, like the, the stupidest thing they could have done. Like Nerlens Noel getting three three years, thirty mil. It, it just deals like that. Like the Jared Allen one too. It just like deals like that. That just every summer, I'm just stunned. I'm stunned that this keeps happening. So I'm I'm very glad Denver did not spend on a backup center. The, that would the Noel move would have been like the sports radio move, right? Like, look, we're doing something. We're active, right? Yeah. We we didn't just sit on our hands, but like, yeah, but did you like, was it wise? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Though, what do you think about Aaron Gordon this season? I feel like we haven't talked about Aaron Gordon at all this summer. He, yeah, I mean, he's a question mark to me. We don't, I, I like, he, He's both still young and has been in the league long enough that I'm not sure how I view his off seasons. You know what I mean? In terms of how much better did he just get? One thing I'm intrigued by, and like we didn't really get clear answers on it, talking to him or Malone or people around him. So we didn't talk about it much, but there was a pretty significant ankle injury to start that season in Orlando. And he did not look as advertised, right? A high flyer, an Uber athlete. I don't know if you saw, he's in the top five rankings for the NBA 2K20 dunk ratings, 95 in-game dunker. And I think anyone in Denver is kind of scoffing at that. Like, I think he dunked three times (laughs) post-trade. So I wonder if there will be any sort of, like, if he'll be kind of revitalized at all, feeling fresh, looking a little more spry coming into next season. Um, and, And then, yeah, offensively, has the coaching staff thought more? Has Aaron Gordon thought more about ways to get him involved beyond just setting some screens and hanging out on the wing? I, yeah. I love the idea of Aaron Gordon in Denver. I think he makes this team much better. The playoff ceiling is higher, but as far as like individual improvement, I, I view him as a, as a big old question mark. I think I just kind of view him individually as a known quantity. Mm. Just know what you're getting from Aaron Gordon. And I kind of think we might've been sleeping a little bit on, the offensive impact he could make next season, just being around Nikola Jokic for a longer period of time, because it's easy to forget. But I mean, immediately after that trade, Aaron Gordon had some big offensive games. Oh, he had had 24 points in that game against the magic in his fourth game. 
in a Nuggets uniform. I mean, 16 points against the Heat, 17 against the Warriors, uh, 17 against Charlotte at the end of the season, 15 against Memphis. So I think we're going to see a lot of those games from him. Um, and especially just as he gets more and more comfortable around Jokic in this nugget system, he's going to get so many easy baskets where it's kind of the same thing we were talking about before the Nuggets traded for Gordon. If he came here, he would have, you know, the easiest time playing basketball of his life. And I think that's going to carry over, particularly in the regular season. Um, he had some not great moments in the playoffs, but offensively in the regular season, man, I think he were kind of sleeping on just the points he could be putting up night to night, not because individually, you know, he's breaking people down off the dribble or suddenly becoming a 40% three point shooter, but he's just going to fall into a lot of baskets. Yeah. He picks up a lot in between the cracks, right? Like if he's the fourth or fifth guy you're worried about defensively, it's a much different equation because as a roller, as a cutter, a guy you actually cannot sleep on alongside quality playmakers. And obviously when Jamal was in there, it was just, I mean, people like for whatever, maybe some folks in in Colorado think of Will Barton, like other defenses are, are concerned about him. They're not trying to leave him wide open. They're putting good defenders on him. And that, that really left Aaron Gordon as the fifth guy. And, and when that's the case, I mean, he's going to find ways to hurt you. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really, really curious to see, like you said, the comfort level with Jokic, uh, just sort of knowing who he is in this offense, but also just how and if the coaching staff explores different ways to make him a threat because he doesn't have to be what Orlando hoped he would be when they drafted him to make that impact in Denver. Yeah. All right, the last lineup I've got here, it's pretty much just the starters, but with Jeff Green. Uh, because I actually think it's a look that the Nuggets are going to go to a lot. So Monte, Barton, Porter, Jeff Green, and Nikola Jokic. Um, I mean, that's a super dangerous offensive lineup. I I think it becomes a little more dangerous potentially when you swap Gordon for Green, just because Jeff Green's a better shooter than Aaron Gordon. Um, Mm. He's also like Jeff Green. People are also kind of sleeping on, his individual offense too. Like he can get to the rim. He can attack. He can break his guy down. He's a good finisher around the rim. Uh, Something Gordon did not do really well when he got to Denver last season. So I just think we're going to see a lot of Jeff green. I think we could see him a decent amount with the starters. He's obviously going to play most of his minutes with the bench, but I just think Jeff green's a really good signing and he's going to play a lot of important minutes for this team. And I'm excited to see him with Jokic, with Will Barton, with Porter, with a lot of other good players around him because historically he's been on a lot of good teams with a lot of talent. And I think that was definitely a factor bringing him to Denver too. I'm glad you're starting to beat that drum because we probably have undersold it. He's not an all-star, but at the price point that Denver found him, you know, with the pieces they have in place, that's money. I mean, those are the kind of signings that the Brooklyn's of the world make and yep. we get envious. Right. And, and so it's, it's the sign of Denver being viewed, I think in, in some ways, I mean, look, it's how the market played out, but like Jeff green, like, yeah, I'll take that money to come and help you guys win. Cause I, I it seems doable in Denver. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really intrigued. I, I think on both sides of the ball, uh, he's a better player at this stage in his career than many might think. And, uh, a, like a really a decent floor space and catch and shoot option too. So I think that lineup, that lineup should be fun. Do you, I mean, I've no, no Jamichael green in any of these lineups. I've <laughs> Is Jeff green, the new Jay green in Denver. Look Jamichael green's a, a solid role player for sure. Uh, I'm glad the nuggets have him back. I think it was important to bring him back. His contract just became official. The Nuggets made it official before we started recording here today, a Thursday afternoon. But am I excited to watch a line and put Jamichael Green next season? Hell no. Yeah, I don't Hell know if anyone's no. ever said that. <laughs> I, I'm, I am not excited at all to watch Jamichael Green. Look, he's a good player. He's, he's a positive player. He plays winning basketball. He's important for this Nuggets bench unit. But am I excited? No. Honestly, that's... I don't think anyone's ever used the word excited about Jermichael Green. Even people who are happy that he was signed or on the floor. So that's fair. That's fair. I thought I thought you were going to call me out for not including another 
bench player. Who who's that? I can't believe I can't believe you're not thinking of him. I'm blanking, Harrison. The smallest player on the roster. Oh, oh yeah, the tiny king. Yeah, I thought you were gonna call me out on that. No, I mean I'm look. I think the value Denver got out of Faku last year was actually through the roof. If you really think about it, but yeah. <laughs> I I am viewing him as like a known quantity. For sure. You know, it's you know like i i think he's a very good backup point guard option and actually really third point guard option on this team but you know we've seen it and he's where he is in his career and i don't think there's going to be any like overnight changes in what he brings to the team or how he plays so yeah i agree um you know contrary to jermichael green i am very excited to watch faku i'm very excited to watch him every time he gets on the court um but yeah, I just didn't didn't include him in any any of these lineups. He, he, we know what we're getting from Faku, I think, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, it's it's good stuff. Like, it, obviously, they couldn't have foreseen this when they signed him. But you're going into a full season. Okay, Monte's a good enough backup that he can be a starter. We can survive that. That's great. You feel yeah. the same way about Faku going from third to second string. So you're going to see an, another long stretch of his value rearing its head. Um, why that that decision to sign him worked out in the long run, rearing its head. But I, there's a limit. There's a limit on what he provides. And uh, I'm biased. I'm as excited to watch him as any player in the world. But that's just because I'm short. And that's that. <laughs> there you go. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. No live shows this week. Um, sorry about that. But my internet connection here in uh, Southern California sucks. Absolutely sucks. So, can't do the live shows this week, but we'll be back with those next week, and we'll have another show Friday morning as well. Talk to you guys then. Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DNVR25, and if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while long term uh, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of try out cbd try out strava craft coffee it can really help a lot so use the code dnvr20 for 20 percent off if you're a first time customer dnvr25 will eat 25 percent off at stravacraftcoffee.com